This is Swim Success with Music. Yo, what's going on, music fam? This is Success with Music. I am Walt. I am your music coach. And this is a podcast for singers, songwriters, beat makers, music students. Listen, we are about the music life, and I appreciate you tuning in to Swim Success with Music. And uh, shout out to everyone who tunes in to our episodes and downloads our episodes on a regular basis. And uh, I mentioned this before, we have listeners from all over the globe. And in particular, I want to shout out a listener from overseas in the UK. Her name is Hannah Ledwidge. And the reason why I'm bringing her up is Hannah is a producer, a musician, a multifaceted instrumentalist. And from time to time, we like to take the opportunity to feature music from you, our listening audience. So today you're going to hear some music from Hannah Ledwidge. And Hannah runs a music production firm called AdLib Music. AdLib Music. You can hear more of her work at AdLib dash music.com yo but for right now let's check out a quick sample of hannah's work As I mentioned, we want to show some love to Hannah. Make sure you check her out at atlib-music.com. If you happen to be a musician and you would like to have your music featured in the same way, reach out to us. Send us an email. You can send that to ask at successwithmusic.com, ask at successwithmusic.com, or you can go to our website. Our contact information is there. The website is successwithmusic.com music.com success with music.com all right hey with that i want to go ahead and move into our main topic of the day hey so uh i think it's important for you as a musician to get a tune-up from time to time you know get a diagnosis to as to where you stand with your skills And the reason for this is there are times where you think you're doing an okay job, but how do you know that you are really doing your best? How do you know that you are progressing with your your performance, your playing, your singing, that type of thing? So today I'm going to offer a three-point diagnosis for your musical abilities. All right, so this is pretty simple, but uh, fair warning, if you are going to take this music diagnosis test or this music checkup, I want you to use a digital audio workstation. All right, so most of the advice that will come hereafter will be best use, best implemented with the use of some type of recording software. Okay, so let's get into something that I think is very important for instrumentalists, and that is your rhythm tightening up your timing. So a little backdrop here. A lot of us 
I included, we are used to, with the digital audio workstation, as I just alluded to, we're used to certain tools such as Quantize. Um, we're used to going back and editing things and uh, kind of cleaning things up. Uh, if you're using, you know, if you're playing your guitar, you can kind of take your audio clips and slide them over, cut them, and get them uh, right on the, the proper timing. I believe that as a musician, you should be able to play, <laughs> perform without the use of these crutches. And I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them. I think especially, especially in your final recording, yeah, you don't want to freestyle it and have these off notes or off tempo moments. But when it comes to just playing and performing and just getting better at your craft, man, I think it's incredibly important to spend some time on tightening up your rhythm, your timing. And I don't care if you're a drummer, you're a pianist, you're, you play the guitar. Timing is everything in music. So here's an exercise you should run through to get better with rhythm. Number one, go to your digital audio workstation and set up a metronome. And all you're going to do is hit record and play along with the metronome. Set your metronome, obviously, to the, the beats per minute that's appropriate for the piece, for the song that you're playing, and simply play the song into your recording software. But do not allow Quantize to be activated. Just freestyle it and go without any type of assistance. Now, as you go back, of course, take a look at how close you are to the proper timing. And if your your software has it, uh, and many many of the uh, programs will have this feature, turn on your grid system. Look for it in the timing area. There's a vertical grid system that exists in many software recording programs. Take a look at that and see how close you are to the actual beats within the song. I personally would recommend you start with 16th note divisions. And most of us, we're playing things that are most likely with those types of... Um, Rhythms. Now, if you're playing some super fast, hardcore stuff, maybe you go out to 32nd notes. But I think 16th note divisions will help you see how close you are to just your basic timing for the typical song. And so as you go through this process, I recommend that you go back again and hit the song again. Take a look and see how close you are to the proper timing of the song. Are you rushing into things? Are you anticipating the notes and jumping ahead of the, the beats? Or are you behind? Or are you just all over the place? The point is, you're going to go through this exercise and monitor yourself, giving yourself a checkup, and to see if you can actually get better and better and better as you go through each repetition. So let's say you start to get better, you're nailing things, your timing is pretty legit. I then recommend that you take that same song, that same piece you've been going through this exercise with and speed it up. I mean, increase the beats per minute or the tempo quite a bit. Make it very fast and play along and then go back and review your work. Now, here's a bonus tip for getting better with timing. I recommend that you slow your your song or your practice piece down substantially. I mean, like less than 60 beats per minute, ultra slow. I have found that it is actually tougher to keep time with a slower tempo. In fact, uh, when I'm with my band, a lot of times when we have slow tracks that we're playing, we'll double <laughs> the beats per minute in a song in order to kind of keep pace and keep up with those those rhythm patterns in the slower song. So for instance, if the song is actually, let's say, I don't know, uh, 70 beats per minute, we'll, we'll set a metronome 
we'll set the metronome speed at 140. Because the slower the song gets, the tougher it is to anticipate those notes in between the quarter note pulses, if that makes sense. But for you and practice, how about you slow it down and in your mind start to develop that internal clock that will allow for you to be sweet with slower tempos. It's tough. And I find this to be especially true for drummers when they're doing their roles and things like that. It's a it's a pretty annoying kind of exercise, but I'm telling you that it will make you better overall in terms of rhythm. And and the whole goal is for you to be able to play like a machine without the assistance of quantize. All right, let's go on to the next tip here. And this next tip will be for vocalists. Now, here's how you can give yourself a checkup or go through a diagnosis. Same thing, open up your software, open up your recording program, and I want you to try to um, choose a song or pick something that has a pretty a pretty big dynamic and melodic range. And for those of you who are not up on the uh, the music theory concepts here, and what I'm saying in simplicity is this, choose a piece that calls for soft and louder vocalizations And also the same piece should offer note choices that range from low, low tones to high. Now, for those of you who are living in the U.S., I believe that our national anthem is actually a pretty good uh, uh, selection to go for because uh, it it does offer these things. A a good range of volume and a good range of notes. When you first start off with a, oh, say, can you, you know, when you start off that note, you're kind of low, like, oh, But when you get to the very, very end, man, I mean, hopefully you can reach that note. You like my singing, by the way. So go back and listen to the track. Now, in this instance, what I want you to do is examine your pitch. Are you singing on key? No, go back and and analyze each and every single note. For those notes that are very low in your register, where are you with those notes? Are you getting them? Are they full? The notes that are higher in your register, what do they sound like? So, again, I want you to record your session and take it step by step, note for note, even go to a piano, guitar or something to actually play along, play a note, maybe stop your your software in the playback mode and just Compare that note with the actual true note from a tuned instrument. See how close you are. So as you go back and listen to your your recording, I want you to pay attention to how sharp or how flat you are as you sing these various notes. So for those of you who are not familiar with these terms, sharp means you're just a little higher in pitch than the note requires. Or if you're flat, you're just a little lower in pitch. And think of flat, and if this will help, think of flat being a deeper sound and uh, sharp being a higher sound. So if you can think about that, and it, it won't be that drastic, of course, but if you're slightly deeper or lower than the note requires, you're flat. If you're slightly higher, uh, you're sharp. Okay, so as you go back and listen to your vocals, find out what you're doing for your song that you chose. I have found that many vocalists usually err on one side or the other. In other words, they will have a collection of sharp notes or they will have a collection of flat notes. And I'm not saying you can't sing both sharp and flat. I just noticed that working with vocalists over time that they usually will err on one side 
or the other. Let me give you some insight about that and you can do your own checkup on what's going on as you're singing. If you are sharp, going a little higher on some of your notes or a lot of your notes, I found that as a vocalist, you may be pushing too hard. You may be trying too hard. In actuality, maybe you chose a song that is a little too a little too high for your voice. So in order to get those higher notes, you just go crazy and uh, you overshoot your notes. It's kind of like driving too fast on the freeway in the car and missing your exit. If you're just putting too much energy into something, singing in this instance, you can overdo it or wind up going sharp. So if you find yourself in that situation, think about a couple of things. Are you pushing too hard in terms of the air coming out of your diaphragm? Or have you simply selected a song that is above your range? That's something to think about. Now, let's deal with the opposite side of it. Let's say you're flat, you're under, just slightly under most of the notes. Chances are you're being tentative, you're shy, you're not really owning the melody. So so if this is happening to you, I want you to think about whether you, you know, simply feel confident singing the song. This comes by not knowing the lyrics. Uh, This comes by overthinking your performance as you're going, as you're singing, you're constantly making these diagnoses about, whoa, did I just mess that up? Hey, what are the lyrics coming up? How do I look? Is my mic in the right place? So if you're doing a lot of thinking, you may find yourself undershooting the notes because your mind is telling you that you're unsure. And as a result, you don't push as hard and you fall short of the notes or find yourself being flat. So if that happens to you, make the mental adjustment so you can land right on top of that note. Next thing here uh, with respect to both of these uh, situations here. As I mentioned before, I want you to do all these exercises with a digital audio workstation or some type of recording program. As you're using your recording program, go out and look for a plugin that deals with pitch correction, pitch correction. The reason why I'm mentioning that is if you load up your pitch correction plugin into your vocal track, you can actually get a visualization of your vocals, like the little, a little squiggly line that will represent the exact note you're singing. So, for instance, if you're singing a song and you belt out a note and it happens to be a C sharp or something close to a C sharp, you will get a little squiggly line that goes along the line of C sharp. And you can look at whether or not that squiggly line is above the true C sharp or below it. Or is it kind of going up like a ski slope, meaning you're going from a low pitch to a higher pitch? Are you sliding into a note? So it will give you some very good information about how you're singing, how close your notes are, because many of us don't have perfect pitch, right? Um, meaning being able to know exactly what a note sounds like without the assistance of a musical, a, a tuned musical instrument. So there are times where you're thinking, uh, yeah, I know that song. I was not off, but I have found that using these pitch correction plugins will quickly tell you in the truest way where you really are. And again, you may be surprised that the majority of notes you're singing, they're sharp or they can be flat. If you land those notes every single time, hey, maybe you got the gift, right? Oh, final tip here. So with everything mentioned, practice and things like that, I wish I can do more of it. 
I'm being pulled in all kinds of directions and, and, and just having the time to, to sit down and go through these things. It's, it's a bit of a challenge, right? And you're probably listening to this podcast on the go, heading out to work, heading to school or what have you. So I get it. Time is a big deal and you may not feel that you have all the time in the world to be sitting down doing all these diagnoses. Well, I recommend as my final tip for you, don't try to do a huge expose when it comes to your vocals or even your the instrumental exercise I gave earlier. Maybe just take a chorus if you're an instrumentalist or if you're a vocalist, maybe just jump to the bridge and just record the bridge of a song where it really goes way up there in terms of range or maybe at the intro of the song, it starts super low again, like the national anthem. Just pick a small part of the song and just try to nail that small part part of the song. Choose, I don't know, eight bars, eight measures and make that your recording exercise. Use that as your diagnosis point versus, again, using the entire song and maybe just spend 10 minutes on it. You know, record maybe four or five times and just get, a, a, again, a self-evaluation about where you are. I'm telling you, it will be very helpful when you start to figure out what you're doing on a regular basis. If you're behind time, if you're in front of the the pulses in the metronome, are you below the notes? Are you above the notes? I'm telling you that these small little changes and these small little tweaks will help you become better overall as a musician. Your sound will be more pure and crisp. Your playing will be just locked in and tight. And, and you become better overall as a creator. All right. That is all we have for today. I appreciate you tuning in to the show. And again, uh, check all of our episodes out at our website. That is successwithmusic.com. Again, that's success with music.com. Hey, and if you have the extra time, make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts and give us a phenomenal review and make sure you share this podcast with all of the people of the entire globe. That would be awesome. Hey, we'll check you on the next show. For me in this life, that is my.